0: Dive right into this so we can get it done with.
1: So then we can beat it so hard that people call us drums.
0: <laughs> alright. Okay. Um, Welcome to episode 191 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher.
1: And I'm John.
0: John, how are you doing tonight, man?
1: It's alright. You know, it started to snow outside, which is, like, perfect for what we're about to be talking about, you know? Yeah,
0: like... That I suppose that works actually thematically. So I'm. Um, uh, yeah, we 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 didn't know what to talk about this week, so we're like, well, I guess there's this like indie card game out there that we could talk about. That's releasing a new set.
1: Yeah, not a lot of people have heard of it. It's, uh, okay. it's a new set for a game called Magic: Gathering. The set's called Kaldheim. We
0: should we should do a podcast about that.
1: About Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. You know, it would be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that game.
0: Yeah. Basically, twenty twenty sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, actually. I was actually really, really excited about talking about Kaldheim. Yeah,
0: I'm actually. I I actually think like this is the set I kind of like when, when this is out on Arena. Is it on Arena yet?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I've logged okay. into Arena today.
0: Yeah, I know, but um, uh, I actually I actually want to play this set on Arena, so um, I might actually try to do that a little bit. <laughs>
1: It'll be, I'm curious how much of an impact it will have because in general the cards do seem like they are lower powered mm-hmm. and there's a lot more of synergistic stuff going on yeah. and there's still a lot of other standard things that are dominating but...
0: Oh, I'm talking limited man. But... Oh, just pure limited? Alright. Like mostly limited, yeah, that's what I'm gonna I want to do. I grind out dailies for you know, whatever Dude, and I can, ju- I can just lose over and over again until I get, get my dailies done. That's fair. Because eventually you'll get lucky enough.
1: Eventually, I mean, who knows? Maybe this will be another Ectoria for you, and you'll just like secretly pseudo crush it. So. Yeah, oh
0: man, I love. Uh, I really liked Ectoria, but
1: also this set. Yeah, All like, right. Like, I haven't been super excited about the concept of magic lately.
0: I, I'm right there with you, actually.
1: But a lot of the time stuff, like as it was coming out, I'm just like, man, I'm actually really excited to talk about this set.
0: I'll be honest, I have followed spoilers precisely zero basically. Like, I've seen a couple cards that we that have floated around in the Discord and stuff like that, hmm. but otherwise my first time seeing the vast majority of the cards was, was are preparing for this episode.
1: <laughs> just now when you're scrolling down Scryfall and you're just like, what does this basically. ability do? Yeah,
0: basically that's what it is, but um so you know, what? let's get let's get down to Bidnis right here because I think we have all, we have a lot to talk about actually. We have a ton of cards on this list. Um, so yeah. maybe it's just the drought of us playing magic, and we think everything's cool or something. But
1: eh, I think everything I put out here is personally cool. So
0: I, I'm willing to go with you. So um, let's let's hop in here really quick, and we'll just talk about the mechanics really quick. So uh, the big one is snow coming out as a, a thing.
1: This is a big thing, actually. Mm-hmm. So snow, snow is this is its third time returning, fourth time total being printed. Uh, we saw it in Ice Age, Cold Snap, Modern Horizons, and now it's coming in Kaldheim. Uh mm-hmm. This is the first time it has been in standards since Cold Snap. This yep. is also... it's. Uh, uh, <laughs> there is a longer duration between Time and Cold Snap than there is between Cold Snap and Ice Age. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's been a while. <laughs> it's
0: been a while, as they say. Um, so yeah, basically for people who don't know the mechanics, some permanents ask for snow mana or something like that, or mana produced by a snow permanent. Uh, Any permanent with a snow subtype can produce that mana, if it produces mana. So, um, It's basically what it is. Um, As a note too, when you draft a set, you don't just get free snow basics, you have to draft those.
1: Yeah, every snow land in your deck you need to draft, Mm -hmm. which uh there's probably gonna if like if this was in paper there'd be like one or two people who didn't know that i know i know i guarantee you Mm -hmm. they would like they'd like pull their snow basics aside and think they just got to keep them or they would Mm -hmm. just draft every not every like snow adjacent card and be like i want this yeah and i was like all right it doesn't do anything just so you're aware
0: have fun (laughs) but um so uh, I'm actually going to skip a couple things here and just kind of cover some of the returning things first. Right. Uh, so some of the returning things, we have Chainswings coming back. Cool.
1: Also most recently seen in Modern Horizons.
0: Yep. Apparently Modern Horizons is just standard now. Um, Modern,
1: Modern Horizons was the precursor to Kaldheim. We just didn't know it yet. Yeah, it's just
0: <laughs> a trick. Uh, we also have Sagas coming back in this set, which is cool. Sagas have been pretty popular.
1: Sagas are a super popular type of magic card, and mm. a lot of people kind of see them as like the fixed planeswalkers, because like they I do mean, something powerful yeah. over a series of turns, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't necessarily disagree I mean, it, with.
0: It was the original planeswalker design, yeah. So, so or that that function at least, but um, I'm
1: I'm a fan of them. I yep. like sagas, they do cool things. They're
0: cool. I like the, the way they can do the art on them, too, which is unique and cool.
1: Yeah, it's not something you see very often. There's actually multiple sagas in the set that were actually hand-carved in wood as the <laughs> base form. And then, like, just a p- scan was taken of it and put on the card.
0: That's cool as hell.
1: Artists are insane.
0: Yeah, artists are actually insane. Uh, and then uh, then we actually have more modal double face cards um, <laughs> coming out, so... Uh, those were from the last set, so uh, if you need to look up what those do, go check out our previous set review for that set, yeah. for Zendikar Rising. That's what it's called. I'm pretty
1: uh, sure they're probably just going to be a thing going forward.
0: Yeah, maybe. They might have had to do it just for because the, they put the rest of the lands from Zendikar Rising, and so they're like, why not? Yeah, maybe. I think that's what's going on. I don't think you can do, do them every set.
1: I mean, only... Only the gods and the lands have it, I suppose. So yeah,
0: I think I think um, uh, we'll see them in the future for sure, but I don't know if oh, it'll yeah. be next set by any means. So
1: they are. It Uh-oh. is a really sweet way of making magic cards. So mm-hmm.
0: yep. All right. So um the new mechanics. So we have foretell, uh, which is an interesting mechanic. Uh, so uh, you it goes on actually any any type of spell. Uh, you can pay two. You exile it face down and then on another turn you can pay its foretell cost and cast it from exile
1: yes uh the foretell cost varies sometimes it's actually more than the original casting cost and you get
0: like a kicker effect on it
1: yeah like the usual thing is the foretell casting cost is going to be two less than its full casting cost and that's that's like the standard for like the commons and uncommons it's the
0: the the installment plan basically is kind of what it is so
1: I actually really, really like Fortale's Mechanic. I'm a really big fan of Morph. Yeah. And this is basically Morph for other spells. And yeah, I, I like of. the bluff aspect.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Um, there, I, have a, I have kind of a dumb question. Okay. I will never do this. Okay. But I can totally see someone doing this mm-hmm. where they tap two lands, put a card face down, don't say anything, and just pass the turn. They technically can't do that, correct? Because they'd have to announce that they have two mana in their mana pool?
0: They wouldn't have to announce they have two mana in their mana pool. They would have to announce that they're foretelling the card.
1: Yeah, I'm saying if they don't um, say it's foretold and they just do it on a card that doesn't have foretell.
0: I don't know. That's a tournament rule, not really a magic rule. All right. I, I would be calling a judge on that.
1: Yeah, it would be... It's, it's It would be Stupid. It, it's here.
0: It's scummy at best. Yeah. Like, if, yeah, you, here's, if you do it, you're an a-hole. Yeah,
1: it's scummy at best. Mm-hmm. But you know, like that was the big yeah. thing with morph cards, where if you didn't reveal your morph card at the yeah. end of, at the end of the game, you technically got a game loss for it because you could have been cheating for it, right? Because you can yeah. only cast a card face down with morph.
0: And then it would do the, And then I'm guessing Fortel would do the same thing. Yeah. So if your opponent represented that and it was implied, like. Because there, there could be some things where, where it's implied that way. yeah, You know, and stuff like that. But, I mean, that just goes with the thing I always clarify what, what, with your opponent, what they're doing.
1: Yeah, like, it, it would just be a massive angle shoot to try and get you to play around something that they don't have, mm-hmm. is all it would be. But, yeah. you know. The, it's, it's, not the sa- it's not the same as putting a face-down card as a 2-2 on the battlefield, right? It doesn't yeah. directly impact the battlefields But, people are okay. Here's
0: the deal. If you, if, you for- if you actually foretell a non-foretell card... Oh yeah, you're like actually like, yeah, cheating. <laughs> like you're cheating, then. Like that's game loss. Like, yeah. You know. So, um, the and the, the other mechanic is boast, uh, and this is um, on creatures. It's basically it's an ability. Usually, is it all, all of them are activated abilities? All of them are activated abilities. Yep. All, so it's an activated ability on a creature that uh, can only be used if uh, if a creature attacked that turn, and it can only be used once.
1: Only if the creature attacked oh, that the, turn. sorry the creature yeah. attacked this turn thirst and, and yes so. uh basically a fixed raid yeah That's raid cool. wasn't insane, but you know it had some potential for abuse i mean yeah
0: it was raid was raid's a very good mechanic, in my opinion yes. uh, i think it's I think it's probably one of the better mechanics they've designed uh, in modern magic, so.
1: Yeah, it for- raid forces you to actually do what you should be doing in limited and in magic in general, which yep. is turning creatures sideways.
2: Yep, turn them sideways.
1: The most interactive part of magic is creature combat. Yep. And it forces you to do that. So, like, mm-hmm. raid existing and and by you know, default now, boast existing just straight up makes magic more interactive, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So.
0: Yep. All right. Should we start start banging some of these out?
1: Start with the start on the need long list of mechanical relevant cards.
0: All right, we got a we got a long list of cards. We're going to get through it we can today. We might not get through all of the mechanical relevance in this episode. Um, if we don't, it just happen next episode with all of our uh, flavor and miscellaneous cards. So, all right, here we go. Uh, bound in gold, two in a white enchantment are enchant permanent. Enchant permanent can't attack, block, crew or crew vehicles, and its activated abilities can't be activated unless they're mana abilities.
1: This card is a one mana less, but you don't get the life gain Faith's feathers that also stops crewing a vehicle, so just like a modern update on Faith's feathers. Yep. This card is 100% playable and constructed. It's rain. Like, it is Function, Like,
0: functionally, in a lot of ways, it's O-Ring.
1: Yeah, and functionally, in a lot of ways, it is O-Ring. It's, you know, it, it's O-Ring that doesn't shut off Mana Dorks, which, sure, how often are you O-Ringing mm-hmm. a Mana Dork anyways? You know, yeah. the fact this... Or, can tri- hit- or
0: triggered abilities, you yeah. know, but, like, yeah, still.
1: Yeah, like, the fact that this can hit Planeswalkers is a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Base Fetters sees play in Vintage Cube because it can hit Planeswalkers and literally anything you want to hit. Yeah. So, this card is... I would be shocked if this sees absolutely no play in standard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, I think it'll show up a little bit at least.
1: All okay. right. uh, and then following that is uh, Clarion Spirit. One of the whites for a 2-2 two, two creature spirit. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. So I really, mm. really like two mana cards that make 1-1 one, one tokens. Yeah. All right. I played Hero of Precincts One or whatever its name was. I really like Young Pyromancer. Obviously, like I just like cards that do this effect. Yep. This is a weird one.
0: Yeah, the two spell thing is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> and especially in white, which is not known mm-hmm. for like cantrips, which is normally where you would see something like this. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I don't think this is good enough. Like, there's, like, a kind of a cast-a-second spell theme in Black and White, but, like, not really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like,
0: in Limited, I'll just jam it. It's a 2-2-for-2 two, two, two with significant upside if it triggers.
1: I mean, it's a 2-2-for-2 two, two, two with upside if it triggers. Yeah. A 1-1... One, mm-hmm. one, I mean, don't get me wrong. A 1-1 one, one Flying Spirit, way better than a 1-1 one, one Red Elemental, right? Like.
0: Yeah. Like, like, a, like the yeah, a Flying Creature is close to a whole card.
1: Yeah, like, the token it's making is good, Mm-hmm. but I just, I'm curious how likely you are to actually trigger it.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is I don't see that happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of I don't know.
1: Like If you have a chance to like trade this with a 3-2 I'm pretty sure you just snap it off.
0: Yeah, I think I would. Okay. Uh, next up we have Divine Gambit. White-white for a sorcery. Exile target artifact, creature, or enchantment in opponent controls. That player may put a permanent card from their hand onto the battlefield.
1: Dear Watsy, (laughs) do you remember a time when white was, like, the color with, like, the best removal? Like, when Swords to Plowshares and, like, Uh, even Path to Exile was a magic card, right? And, like, why have we fallen so far?
0: (laughs) Because white's probably not supposed to have... Sorts bad plashers.
1: So. I mean, don't get me wrong. Swords to plashers yeah. is stupid. Like the, it is the best removal spell ever printed in Magic. Period. Probably, yeah. Right. Like, but. So why? I why I would rather have had this just literally be, pacifism. Because then I wouldn't feel bad casting this in limited. Yeah. Right. Like, I I get it. Like you don't want it to be too powerful, man. Just let letting them put literally any permanent onto their hand from their hand onto the battlefield is insane. Yeah. Like this probably has its most you. It's you can only do it for opponents too, so you can't even use this as like a stupid show and tell.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, that'd be dumb for two mana too, though. It
1: would be. This would actually be like absurd if this was a show and tell variation, right? Yeah, it'd
0: be broken as hell.
1: But instead, this is like maybe a card you can play for like politics and commander and that's kind of it
0: i mean maybe that's some of it though because i don't know like commander
1: there has to be a reason why this card is an uncommon and i can't figure it out i don't know (laughs) because like we (laughs) had, i remember we had that uh
0: i mean you could downgrade a creature with it maybe
1: i mean if you're lucky depends on when you cast it obviously like i mean (laughs) if you top deck this late they're probably empty handed so it's probably fine there but like this just reminds me of the instant uh one of the whites exile target creature its controller makes a four four flying angel oh yeah but the thing is people actually use that to like convert their one drops into four four angels and they could actually like cheese a win out of you yeah can't do that.
0: It was basically never used for actually like killing your opponent's creatures. Yeah,
1: no one because like turning even even turning your opponent's like six six into a four four flying angel is just not a good rate.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was just it was just not good.
1: So I'm just like, why does this card exist?
0: I maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't.
1: Yeah, I I'm banking on the we won't. If we're being honest. So. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up, we have. Doom scar mm-hmm. spelled with k, which I actually really like <laughs> all right uh three white white sorcery destroy all creatures, for tell for one white white uh you can feasibly cast a board wipe on turn three yeah this <laughs> that's kind of insane, <laughs> yeah
0: I mean you're committing really hard and not you... doing anything else
1: I mean you're kind of committing right yeah. So like say so you can you can uh, foretell this on turn two and on turn three if your opponent doesn't play the board enough you can just like hold open a counter spell.
0: Oh yeah, no I mean I yeah, like that's fine, I'm just saying, but like you're not doing anything like you're just like
1: Oh yeah, you're you're not doing yeah. anything on turn two or turn three except board wiping. Yeah. you know.
0: you're, you're just like moving forward is what it is so
1: yeah like LSV is of the opinion that if if you disregard the historical significance of a card like uh, wrath of God this is quite possibly the second best board I've ever printed
2: hmm.
1: like he thinks this card is better than terminus even well. with even with the the weird shit you can do with terminus
0: hmm. yeah you know. I, I like this card too I think it's really good even just like even going like turn one turn two take it off and just dump this off to the side and then mm-hmm. just sit on it
1: yeah, exactly right like, like the who thing, cares the thing who that i things? i utterly love about foretell is the <laughs> bluff aspect of your opponent has no idea what is there yep and so like just by foretelling literally any card you mm-hmm. know they have to be like well what could he have what could it be you know is it a counter spell is it a removal spell is it a board wipe? like how do i want to deal with what is currently going on and that's just a lot of stress that they have to play into you know like I really really liked cons st- or cons limited because it was mm-hmm. a morph formatted I forced my opponents to think about a lot of things because yep. I really enjoyed drafting morphs yep you know and like just having that having putting the burden on your opponents to try and figure out what they want to play around is just a very valuable thing to do yeah okay, speaking cool. of which. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, next up, we have Iron Verdicts, two and a white instance. Uh, deals five damage to target tapped creature for tell, for and then one white to cast it off for tell.
1: Yeah, this is another thing that falls into the exact same category, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you so if you have if you turn two for tell, turn three untap. You know, your opponent is like, "Well, is he going to have Doomscar? Is it maybe an Iron Verdict? You know, are you supposed to fill out the board, or are you supposed to play You know, only have one mm-hmm. creature on board because both of these cards punish different aspects of what's going on, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, which is like super, super interesting. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, this just makes me hate the fact that the Questing Beast has uh, Vigilance even more.
0: Right. God, that, that Questing Beast is dumb
1: yeah question beast is dumb (laughs) (laughs) all right all right next up we have rydane god of the worthy two and a white for a two three legendary creature god with flying vigilance snow lands your opponent's control Enter the battlefield tapped Non-creature spells your opponents cast with converted mana cost 4 or greater, cost 2 more to cast. And then Raidon is a uh, uh, DFC where the backside is Valkmira, Protector's Shield. So for 3 and a white, you have a legendary artifact. You have a source an opponent controls would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent 1 of that damage. Whenever you or another permanent your you control becomes the target of a spell or ability, an opponent controls counter that spell or ability unless the controller pays one. So this card is actually really, really, really important.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it is a commonly held belief by idiots on the internet that you are doing it wrong in Magic if you are not playing Snow Covered Basics right now. Okay. Because you you don't have the By playing even a single snow-covered forest in your deck, suddenly you force your opponent to think about every reason you could possibly have a snow-covered forest in your deck. Whether it's a card you might have, a card you might have to tutor up that land, Mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. A lot of pros, (laughs) a lot of pros complain about you know complain about like well we we can't play with our sweet lands now. We have to play with snow-covered lands. A lot of whiny people on the internet who have no actual like weight in the argument whatsoever say the same things because they don't have any like self worth or thoughts themselves. They have to parrot what they hear other people say. This card single handedly makes that argument no longer relevant.
0: There you go. Because
1: there this is now a card that this mm-hmm. is like actually factually punishes you for playing a snow covered land. Yep. Like having all of your land enter the battlefield tapped is a massive tax. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this has like this flip side is also super relevant. You know, like this mm-hmm as is the common thing, the backside of this card completely hoses the shit out of Modern Storm, which, even though it no longer exists,
2: yeah. turns off
1: Grapeshot, turns off um, the, uh, Empty the Warrens, and all that fun stuff. The, from, uh, it
0: doesn't turn off empty, does it?
1: Uh, if a uh, if, uh, if uh, it, it tar- it's only targets. If a source an opponent controls would deal damage to you or a permanent you control. Oh, to prevent a damage, damage to you.
0: Sorry. Yep. Okay. Because yep. it's making one ones. Yep. Yeah. Right. So it does Sorry. turn off
1: that, and not to mention the front side is actually like a perfectly reasonable tax effect if you want something like that you know, mm-hmm. making your opponents' board wipes cost two additional mana, making your opponents' planeswalkers cost two additional mana. This mm-hmm. does relevant things, yeah. on a two-three flying vigilance. You know. and just
0: yeah, and if they are playing snow stuff, just set like you basically set them back a turn.
1: Oh yeah, you set them back a turn every turn, which is just mm-hmm. you know it's just a really really powerful effect to be doing. And you know LSV himself has said like this is one this this single handedly means that he's allowed to play his APAC Lance again. Yep. You know because there's always a chance. It doesn't matter if you know not everyone can play this card. If yep. you have any opponent who can play this card and they do. Especially when the backside is another reasonable hate card against a lot of shenanigans that some decks do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it's not worth the risk anymore. If you don't yep. have a reason to play Snow, you shouldn't play Snow. Yeah. So that's. I don't know if this card will see play in Standard. I am so glad this card exists.
0: I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make it see play.
1: Because <laughs> suddenly, like everyone's stupid argument of you just need to play Snow is just gone, which was already mm-hmm. a bullshit argument. You hate that argument. Like by that metric, I should have played Snow Covered Mountains in my burn deck because I could have Scred in my sideboard. No. All
0: right. All right. Uh, so let's move on. So um, this is a group of cards. I'm just gonna kind of uh, go over them really quick. Uh, give the template for them basically here. So, um, so these are the the runes basically. So uh, I'll read Rune of Sustenance here really quick. So. Uh, rune of Sustenance is one and a white for an enchantment aura Rune. Uh, it is has enchant permanent. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. As long as enchant permanent is a creature, it has lifelink. As long as enchant permanent is an equipment, it has equipped creature, has lifelink. So basically, it's an aura that enchants any permanent. Uh, if it's a creature, it grants an ability, or if it's a, an equipment, it, it grants the ability to the creature to and it cantrips. And I think they all cost two, right?
1: Yeah, they all cost two. They all give a flat um, uh, French vanilla keyword. I think mm-hmm. the red one is the only one that actually gives a power increase, also because okay. haste is only so good, right? Yeah. Um, I love the flavor of these cards.
0: They're they're cool.
1: Like I really mechanically, they're really sweet. I love how they can like they. It makes sense. It's like why would you you know. You Mm -hmm. have the option of, like, tattooing a rune onto someone, or you can just put it on their shield, and then anyone who has that shield gets the benefit of that rune. That is super sweet. I love how these are all cantrips, so they're never, like, actually dead. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think these are actually a pretty decent pick in most decks' colors if you have any sort of equipment. I I think your default should be to try and put these on equipments, because then they stack really, really well, obviously. Yeah, it's
0: reusable and everything.
1: But I mean, even if you don't do that, like giving one of your creatures, you know, two mana to draw a card and giving like uh, four, four of yours lifelink is a noticeable thing, right? No, yeah, It has an impact. I think that mm-hmm. is really sweet, actually. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Starnheim Unleashed. Two white, white for a sorcery. Create a four, four white angel warrior creature token with flying and vigilance. If this spell was foretold, create X of those tokens instead. It has a foretell cost of X, X, and white. Uh, how far Sarah Angel has fallen? While at yeah, the right. same time, this is a mythic. Yeah. So this is one less, one mana less for an actual Sarah Angel. Or if you foretell it, it is an entreat angels. Yep. This card is good. This card is dope. I am a mm-hmm. huge fan you know foretell if you pay 5 mana into the foretell cost you get two 4/4 flying angels with vigilance
2: mhm
1: sweet awesome. that's a good rate. Mm-hmm. you know sure you had the the 2 mana down payment and all that but you know as we said putting 2 mana into a down payment to make your opponent wonder what you're doing yeah. i think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do mhm like I, I, really like this card. I would be shocked if it does not see any play in Standard. Yeah, I, in,
0: I would be surprised too.
1: In any sort of foretell control deck, I think you want mm-hmm. to play this card.
0: Yeah, I agree. What else we right. got? All right, so that's all for white. So, um, next up we have Alrund's Epiphany, five blue, blue for a sorcery. Uh, Create two 1-1 blue bird creature tokens with flying. Take an extra turn after this one. Exile it. Uh, Fortell for for blue blue.
1: So in most situations, this would kind of fall under the same category for me of just, you know, it's another take an Mm -hmm. extra turn card. It exiles itself. Whatever. Not really worth talking about. But once again, the fact this has Fortell matters. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a card that we're not going to talk about, but it's a saga that mm-hmm. on its second... It's a three-mana saga that on its second chapter, it gives you a white and a blue, and you can only use this, spell, this mana to either foretell a card or cast a card with foretell. Which means mm-hmm. you can feasibly go turn two, foretell this, turn three that, turn four. You are casting this for its foretell costs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And turn four, take an extra turn after creating two 1-1s. And then immediately after that, it buy or what it does on its third chapter is it buys you back a card with fortel from your graveyard. Like mm. you can actually do like some pseudo comboy shenanigans. I don't well, know if it's good enough. You Yeah,
0: you can't buy this back. Oh yeah, sorry, but it
1: exhausts itself. Dude, yeah. I'm dumb. Either way, the the fact that like t- taking an extra turn on turn four is arguably more valuable than taking an extra turn on like turn seven. Because you actually like, you're going to have more cards in hand. The mana ramp is going to be more relevant because it's you necessarily you didn't necessarily like miss any land drops. You'll actually get like up a land on your opponent and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can do stuff with this card and that card. I don't know if they're good, but it's interesting yeah, to think about. Yeah,
0: I mean we'll have to see how things pan out, but yeah. it's a cool card. And yeah, you know, they've learned their lesson to exile cards, so that's good.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, if uh, Nexus of Fate, perfectly reasonable. Right. You had to yeah. shuffle it in so you couldn't cast it a second time with the Torrential Gear Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. It was the second casting that broke it. You just could not allow that.
0: The second casting is what broke it. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Next up, we have this is probably like my favorite card in the set actually. <laughs> uh, Ascendant Spirits, blue for a one-one snow creature spirit. You can pay two snow. Ascendant Spirit becomes a Spirit Warrior with base power and toughness 2-3. You can spend three snow. If Ascendant Spirit is a warrior, put a flying counter on it, and it becomes a Spirit Warrior Angel with base power and toughness 4-4. Four, four. You can spend a four snow. If Ascendant Spirit is an angel, put two plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh obviously this is as you put it Snowman of Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is Figure of Destiny, this is Warden of the First Tree. You know, yep. we've seen effects like this before. This one is the most limited version we have ever seen of this.
2: Yeah.
1: Like uh Figure of Destiny could be played in either a white or a red deck, no matter what it did, what it needed to do. Warden of the First Tree, its base casting cost was green and its activated abilities were hybrid white black so you have to be playing either green white green black or full on obson yep this one it only works with snow mana so it's yes.
0: end you... in blue yeah end
1: <laughs> in blue so this is extremely limited in what can play it but what this card does is really powerful yeah. you know like that the fourth ability or the third ability stacks so every time you activate it, mm-hmm. you get two more plus one, plus one counters and another instance of that card draw trigger. Mm-hmm. So you activate this twice, you're swinging with an 8-8 eight eight and drawing two cards. Yeah. You know, obviously that's a little all in.
0: I mean, hell yeah, power, though. let's go all in.
1: Right? <laughs> And like, this does, even though, yeah, you're pouring all your mana into one card, it does scale up really well, where it's like, oh yeah, turn one, mm-hmm. turn two, you're attacking with a 2-3, three, turn three, you're attacking with a 4-4, four, four, and then turn four, you're attacking with a 6-6 six, six that draws you a card. Yeah. Right? Like, that is perfectly reasonable scaling, even though, once again, you are going all in.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, and if you're going that hard in on something like, you know, it, getting paid off is not... The worst thing in the world, right?
1: No, and I mean, even then, you, you, like, yeah, you're going all in, but you're going all in in the sense that you're using your turns to do that. You're not mm-hmm. going like yeah. it's not like you're piling a bunch of auras onto this card. Mm-hmm. You're just dumping that into it.
0: Was like, there a was there a card that made something an angel in this set?
1: I don't recall. Uh, yes, actually, there is.
0: I'm trying to remember what it is and stuff like that because yeah, this just has to be an angel to activate that last ability
1: yeah it wouldn't have flying then but i think it's mm. it was like a white black card or like yeah, a white something like that though. i was just i was
0: just thinking about that too like but that's that's something that could happen depending on like, you know depending on how much that costs
1: yeah it's uh i'm pretty sure it's a saga okay but
0: yeah i mean honestly the best thing you could be doing is just walking this up the chain probably
1: oh yeah yeah return to our creature you control when you grave it to the battlefield with a flying counter on it that creature is an angel warrior in addition to its other types.
0: What well, what was that? It makes it both the types, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, ascend of the worthy. You choose a creature you control mm-hmm. until your next turn all damage that would be dealt to the creatures you control is dealt to that creature instead. Uh, and, funny. And then the third chapter turns it into an angel. Huh. That's actually really sweet.
0: Yeah, so there's you're, the Wombos.
1: You're playing three colors and you need four snow mana to make it work,
0: Let's but you it. can
1: technically do it.
0: Let me know when you have something hard for me to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, overall the card's cool, though. I like it.
1: Yeah, I really like this card. I think it's sweet. I've I've actually never played with any of the other cards of this style before. I didn't play on when Warden was a thing, and I've never played with... Um, I think I own, figure. I own a playset of figure because there was a time where it was like moderately still playable and modern for a yeah. short duration. Not mm-hmm. anymore, of course. Yeah.
0: But, but. okay. All right. Uh, next up, we have Behold the Multiverse. Uh, three in a blue for an instant. It's uh, Scry two, then draw two cards with Fortell, and its cost is one in a blue. Uh,
1: this card is dope.
0: I like the I love this card.
1: I love Glimmer of Gen- Genius. This is Glimmer of Genius with even more upside somehow.
0: Yeah, right. Like
1: <laughs> like once again, the ability to play this face down for two and then only cast it for two is such a yep. big thing for any sort of deck that wants to be doing things like that.
2: Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, installment plans are a powerful thing in Magic. And I for, mean like
0: I'm sorry, continue. I was okay, saying, and Fertel
1: is just a one giant installment plan for so many cards. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. And the decks that, pr- like, some of the decks that probably want to be playing this wouldn't mind just being like, I oh, will take turn two off and drop this. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and it's just free. It just sits there then and stuff like that. It's like the, um, uh, it, it functions very similar to the enchantments uh, from Theros that you just play, except you don't get an immediate effect.
1: Yeah, like, this. The ability to just be like turn two, foretell this face down, turn three, hold open, cancel. If my opponent doesn't ca- cast anything worth cancelling, I scry to draw yeah. two.
0: Yeah, you just yeah, you just hold do that and like I, that, I I love this card. I think it's so cool.
1: Yeah, it does sweet things. Like I just I really, really like fortel is basically <laughs> what it comes down to. Yeah. I'm really, really sad that Duranith Magistrate is a magic card. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be brutal, isn't it? completely turns off forte. It's hilarious. <sighs>
0: Love it. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to look at that hate that black white hate bear's deck now.
1: right, All right.
0: <laughs> Okay. All
1: right, next up we have bind the monster. Blue enchantment aura enchant creature. when bind the monster enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature, it deals damage to you equal to its power. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step.
2: This is a weird card.
1: This is a blue vendetta.
2: <laughs>
1: Odd. Uh, this uh, this is actually a really big flavor card also. This is the equivalent of the Binding of Fenrir, where a okay. god actually got his hand bitten off just to, get, just to bind Fenrir, to keep Fenrir from devouring the world. Oh, okay. Which is kind of cool. You know, nice yeah. little, nice little <laughs> bit of lore in here. Uh, obviously, like, this is a blue effect, even with the punching yourself in the face for god knows yeah. how much damage. <laughs> this card is, like, almost constructed playable. Almost.
0: Almost, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, maybe, yeah, but I don't it's, know. It's not quite there, I don't think.
1: It's close. Like, yeah. having uh, to take the damage is a lot. It yeah. only costing a single blue? That yeah. That
0: is good, yeah.
1: Like, it costing... A, it, this costing one blue versus, like, this costing, like, three mana mm-hmm. is basically... Is almost the equivalent of the creature hitting you already, right? Mm-hmm. So, True. you
0: never know. All right. All right. Uh, so, next up we have Kosima, uh, God of the Voyage. Uh, so we got two and a blue for a 2-4 legendary creature god. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile Cosima. If you do, it gains whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. Uh, if it is exiled, you may put a voyage counter on it. If you don't, return it to the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it and draw X cards where X is the number of voyage counters on it. Uh, it's also a DFC if that wasn't enough for you. <laughs> where uh, the backside is the Omen Keel. Uh, which is one in a blue for a legendary artifact vehicle that's a 3-3 vehicle. Um, With crew one, and whenever a vehicle you control deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles that many cards from the top of their library. You may play lands from among those cards uh, for as long as they remain exiled.
1: Whew. So...
0: That was a journey, all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so... This is like your worst nightmare of a magic set, because there's so many words on everything.
0: (laughs) As I said, this... This set feels very much like Ice Age with the snow stuff, and the cards read like Ice Age cards. Yeah. Like, uh, just a lot of stuff going on.
1: It's, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Omen Keel is probably like the most fixed you can possibly make Smuggler's Copter.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Uh, it's, it's really interesting that it's like a pseudo mill, plus, you get, the, you get their lands for ramp, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Cosmina is an interesting card advantage engine.
0: That's a weird way to say it, but yes.
1: Or Cosima, sorry. So, correct me if I'm wrong. You never lose the voyage counters, right?
0: I'm not sure. I'd have to double check because right. I feel like I feel like in the rules, counters are removed when cards change zones, uh, unless specifically. Mentioned basically, all right. Uh, for that, whatever that card is that keeps friggin counters in the graveyard, that's awful.
1: Briar Thorn or whatever his name yeah, is, Skullbryer Skullbryer. Like Yeah, that. Um,
0: yeah, like I, I believe that's the rule, so I don't believe it would. All right. But I would have to double check here. Uh, actually, let's see if this is. Uh, let's see, if there's some uh, rulings for this card anywhere. I don't see any, but um i think it would lose the counters just from my understanding of the um uh, uh, that's not in it's not in um, a gather yet is it okay probably not gatherers uh, terrible (laughs) yes you are correct go check the, the release notes really quick. Um.
1: Uh, I, according to MTG Salvation, someone responded with, okay. The voyage counters don't remain; they vanish when causing me to change okay. the zones and yep. become a new object, permanent on the battlefield. Whoever the okay. checks, That's what I, all I thought. All right. So, all right. Yep. This card is not quite as insane as I thought it was. Yep. Because it would be sweet if you could just, like, keep exiling it and then keep bringing it back and just, like, drawing a single card every turn. you never get to attack with it, but it's just like, yeah, yeah every time I play a land, I get to draw a card.
0: Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but I don't well, know. Card's cool. Card's coolish.
1: Yeah, still cool, not quite as exciting as I originally thought it was.
0: Okay, yep. I am Game, game rules gotcha.
1: I know. I mean, it's still solidly fine, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming like even if you you know, if you don't need the blocker you exile it and then it like comes back and you like draw two and it's a four six. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not?
0: The the unfortunate thing is if you exile again, it loses all the plus plus, plus encounters. (laughs) Yeah. But all right.
1: Okay. Alright, next up we have Cyclone Summoner. This is a reference if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Five blue blue for a seven seven creature giant wizard. I love giant wizards. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Cyclone Summoner enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, return all permanents to their owner's hand except for giants, wizards, and lands. I don't don't know if there's going to be a giant deck in Standard, Mm -hmm. but this is a powerful effect. (laughs) (laughs) And the the fact that, obviously, it it, it can't bounce itself for very specific reasons, because that would be insane. Yep. Uh, There are some really powerful giants already in Standard, Mm -hmm. like uh, Cloak Giants.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Beanstalk Giants. Eh? (laughs) uh, I actually forgot his name, but the one that the Adventure 1 was Stomp attached to it.
0: Oh, yeah, the the Stomp Giant. I can't remember its name either right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His name's not relevant. He's, like, one of the most played cards in all of Standard. Everyone knows yep. who he is, right? Yep. Like, there's a lot of setup in this set for there to be a giant tribal deck in Standard. Oh, yeah. And if there is, it's going to be blue-red. Which is dope, because I love blue-red. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Like I love blue-red, and I love upheavals. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, upheavals are alright. I'm not opposed to upheavals. <laughs> mm. uh, like, I like that it's I like that it's giants. I like that it's wizards. I just I what this card does is a powerful, powerful thing. Oh yeah. Not sure if it's quite good enough for standard. It is seven mana, but even it's like a one or two of. Yeah. Like this is the kind of card that you cast. Your opponent picks up their whole board, and you're just so far ahead. Yeah. You know it. It is literally the upheaval effect.
0: Yeah, like this is one of those cards. Like I feel like you play this card, your opponent picks up their board, and you just attack for lethal, and then they pick up the rest of their board.
1: That's the goal. Yeah, like that's I mean, important. it's
0: just I mean, with with I mean, you're playing giants, you know, right? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's my goal is like yeah. you know, Bone Crusher Giant is yeah, mm-hmm. that's what his name is. Like Bone Crusher Giant is a four three, you know, and yeah. he's been in play since turn three, ideally. Mm-hmm. You know, plus you killed things. This is a seven seven. Like you can just yeah. turn dude sideways and deal so much damage.
0: Yep. Just play like a. Giant weird giant tempo strategy with this at the top.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of tempo-based giants in the set, so... Yeah.
0: Alright. Cool. So, um, uh, next up we have Frost Augur. Uh, it is a single blue for a 1-2 snow creature human wizard. Uh, you can pay a snow mana and tap it to look at the top card of your library. If it's a snow card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand.
1: This card is cool. Um... Scrying sheets has been a staple of modern scred for as long as modern scred has been a thing. Uh, it is no longer a thing, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> but this effect is just a powerful effect in general. Yep. You know, like spending a mana to draw any card, even if it's only a land, is a powerful thing to do. Because yeah. you know, that's a that's a that's one less land on top of your library. when you're digging for a not land, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think this is standard playable, but I definitely think that if you are playing snow in limited, you are going to want this card. Fair enough, yeah. You know, like if you have, you know, eight to eleven snow lands in, you know, Magical Christmas land world. I think eight's like the bare minimum you want if you're playing snow. Mm-hmm. And, and like any number of snow creatures and or snow spells, I think this card is just going to be a really, really big upside, you know? Like if, this, if this card draws you a card like every third or every two activations, it mm-hmm. is well worth its cost. Oh,
0: yeah. So. Alright.
1: Right. Next up, we have Graven Lore, which sounds like it should be a black card, but it is not. I was not. thinking that, too.
0: I'm like, oh, we're already to black, but we're not. No. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, it is three blue-blue for a snow instance scry x where x is the amount of snow spent to cast this spell then draw three cards yeah so if you if you scry like two
2: mm-hmm.
1: this card's great right yep. scry two draw three I'll, i'd gladly pay an extra mana to draw an extra card over Gliver of genius yeah. right if you live in a world where you get to cast this card for five snow, scry five, draw three. You have to be so far ahead with such a likelihood of actually winning the game at that point.
0: Right. Like, that just is. It's like, I'm just going to pick. Like, that, that's like tutoring for three cards. Like, <laughs> it basically is. Like,
1: that is a lot of cards.
0: That's a little bit of hyperbole there, but, you know, like, that's so much to, to filter through. Like, if you're digging for a card. I mean and you can do that, you you've just dug seven cards.
1: You're going eight deep. You literally yeah. cast a freaking dig through time. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that is insane. Dig mm-hmm. through time is banned in formats. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily think it should be, but it yeah. is.
0: I'm, I'm it, say, that's... <laughs>
1: like even if you're spending five mana for that effect. Going Mm -hmm. eight deep is such a powerful thing, and like, yes, it's not that likely. But if you ever do it, Mm -hmm. or if you're if you're playing a deck that has the possibility of doing it, my god,
0: yeah, card's cool.
1: Yeah, I want snow control to be a thing. Yeah, that'd be be cool. The moral of my existence, I want (laughs) snow snow control to be a thing.
0: All right. Uh, So next up. (laughs) Uh, we have Mystic Reflection. It is one and a blue for an instant. Uh, choose target non legendary creature. The next time one or more creatures or planeswalkers enter the battlefield this turn, they enter as copies of the chosen creature, and you can foretell it, and the foretell cost is a single blue.
1: So, this card is making waves in like Commander right now, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> uh, you can make legendary creatures enter the battlefield as non-legendary creatures with this ability. Which means you can turn someone's commander that they just cast into a Llanowar elf, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing they can do about it. Uh, I think it's kind of sweet. I think this ability in general is sweet. Like This is a very, very interesting form of removal that wouldn't really work for a true control deck right yeah because like you know like unless you unless you get lucky to the point where like you're turning your opponent's questing beast into a second like uh land Ralph or something along those lines mm-hmm. like most of them you're going to want creatures of your own as like potential fallbacks as it were
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you can use this as your own if like say you're playing you know I'm, if you're playing some weird um blue green deck just as like a stupid example And Mm -hmm. you're like, well, I just top-decked my Llanowar Elf, I wish it wasn't a Llanowar Elf, and you just, like, use this, cast your Llanowar Elf, and have it turn into a greater Gargadoth that you already have, or some insane thing like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of play to this card that isn't something we see a terribly large amount of, usually. Mm -hmm. And you can just do some weird shit. Yeah.
0: I just want to like target creature and then flicker an entire board and have everything come back. It's the same thing, but
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, of notes, if it does need to all come into the battlefield at the same time for yeah. something like that to work. Yeah. But if it does, kudos to you.
2: <laughs> uh
1: Man, this, is like, right. pseudo-hoses Ryan also, which is kind of sweet. <coughs> your Uriah your comes into play as a 1-1 soldier token. Get at this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Man, I love Fortel, and we're, we're just going to keep talking about him.
0: Yeah, is a cool mechanic.
1: Uh, next up, we have a Raven form. Two and a blue for a sorcery, exile, target, artifact, or creature. Its controller creates a one-one blue bird creature token with flying. It has foretell for a single blue.
0: We I'm just ha- gonna interject really quick. That art is dope.
1: This art is dope. That sword Love is that literally turning into a bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. This is just another Pongify effect. Obviously, <laughs> you know we've gotten things like them in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're. They're not always playable this one being a sorcery does matter a lot. Yep. You know, being a sorcery, mm-hmm. not the best. But, once again, if you're playing, like, a blue base control deck with a lot of Fertel cards, and you're just like, man, I really don't want you to have that greater Gar- 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 Gargaroth anymore. Let's turn it into a 1-1 bird. Right? Mm-hmm. Mean, like, that's the kind of, like, downgrading your opponent's 6-6 into a 4-4 Flying Angel, not yeah. that good. Downgrading your opponent's 6-6 into a 1-1 Flying Bird? much more reasonable yeah noticeable difference
0: <laughs> yeah i think i think people are mad about this card
1: because it's a blue a Blue, blue yeah.
0: destruction effect
1: yep it is a blue destruction it's a blue effect that destroys a creature or a artifact well it exiles it, technically yeah yeah you're just saying blue has had that for a long time yep they've had Pungify. they have rapid hybridization they have mm-hmm. the um the blue one that turns their top, manifests the top card of their library.
0: Yep, yep. I uh, can't remember what it's called now, but I, I know what you're talking about.
1: It's not See the Unwritten, but that's all my mind can think of.
0: No, yeah, the See the is a green card, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um,
1: uh, reality Shift.
0: That sounds accurate.
1: Something like that. Either way. Okay. Either way, this card, like, ruining creatures in that way has always been a thing. Sure, it gets to exile an artifact. Here's the thing. Blue interacts with artifacts a lot. We're not, like, it's not on the list anywhere, but they literally reprinted a null, which counters an enchantment or an artifact. Like, blue constantly has things that do things with artifacts. Exiling an artifact is not that much of a difference. It's like a color bend, if anything. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Also, also now their stupid artifact can attack you. <laughs> yeah. No. But even if it is just for one, but...
1: Yeah, one damage matters.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, we have Saw It Coming. Uh, so that's one blue-blue for an instant counter-target spell. And then it has Fertel, and the Fertel costs one and a blue.
1: I've said it many times before, the fact that you can Fertel this for two and then just cast it for two <laughs> is a big deal, you know? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. your opponent won't know what's coming, even though the card is called Saw It Coming, obviously. Right, yeah. You know, like just having the ability to have that bluff is super good. And like, even if you never foretell this, cancel is a constructed playable magic card.
0: I uh, we've played cancels.
1: We have played cancels. We've played cancels with minimal upside. We've played cancels that supposedly had upside but literally never did anything other than cancel. Right? <laughs> this is cancel with upside. side. yep. You know? The fascinating thing is, this is actually is really, really easy to splash because it has Fertel. You know, blue, blue, and a generic on turn three—really hard. Three colorless yep. and a blue by turn four. All right, all right. Yeah. That's yeah. noticeably easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, that's yeah. not—that's not me telling you you should splash for this card because that would be stupid. But
0: yeah, well, it's possible. Yeah, it is <laughs> possible, uh, you know? yeah. I like this is this is a good design for one of those and everything. I think.
1: Yeah, like, this is one of the few Fertel cards that actually costs additional mana if yep. you want to cast it for its full cost. Yep. And that is because, that is that is that is what they do with counterspells. You know, there mm-hmm. was a Madness counterspell that it was a three-mana counterspell. If you cast it for Madness, it costs four. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're getting some sort of additional benefit from a counterspell... Or casting it for easier, they're going to make it cost additional mana because otherwise it is just too easy. It's a play, as it were. And they don't yep. want counter spells to just run rampant and everyone wants to play them, you know. Like mm-hmm. uh, this this costing two two and then for telling for one of the blue just makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. So All right. cool. um, that's the last blue card we have. Maybe we can um uh Wrap it up here. <laughs> yeah. We made it through blue. Yeah, we made it. Through we had a lot to say blue. about stuff, but we had to talk mechanics and stuff too, and everything.
1: Uh, so this, this this is something that I was expecting to happen with this set, right?
0: Yeah, this is these, an interesting set.
1: These cards are really interesting, and they are wordy. Like mm-hmm. there is a lot of words on a lot of these cards. Yeah, they are. You know, like well, you you you're you're scrolling through and you see the two mana. 2-2 with lifelink and you're like oh good this card's simple yeah right <laughs> like everything else is just there's that's, so much
0: that's what and that's one of the things that like I, when i say it has that ice age feel yeah Like that's what i feel like with ice age you're, you're flipping through cards and everything has text like lots of text whether it does a lot or not
1: yeah like there's just there's so much going on it's yeah. And like that's another reason why I was kind of excited to talk about the set. It's like there is so much going on. There's like yeah. there's so much nuance that like I'm sure I've missed things, you know. And like I know for a fact you've missed things, obviously. <laughs> we've, we've missed
0: a few things, but
1: but it's like there's just some cool. There's so much cool going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there really is a lot of cool going on. Like, and honestly, after the last couple sets, I kind of want some cool going on. Like Zendikar was like okay, it's Zendikar ray lands and stuff i don't know i don't get a i don't get a big huge you know zendikar boner like people do no
1: zendikar like, is fine as a setting
0: yeah and like theros was one that i was like oh i'm kind of excited for this but it was like one of those sets where it was like it was just super forgettable yeah like and we talked about that in our year-end review and everything and it was unfortunate. Like. It was one of the like that's that kind of disappointed me because it's like, oh man, I like I actually like actively liked Theros,
1: oh yeah, I like Theros, I like Ashok, uh, which was a return. Yeah. I like Elspeth, which was yeah. a return and they had this
0: big thing of like Elspeth coming back and they were like, yeah, we're just like really not gonna do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And it was like it, it just was like, guys, what's going on? you know, like so yeah. I don't know
1: what's going on here, guys, anything exciting? And they're just like, oh, technically,
0: technically, I guess, yeah, and that's it. Anything exciting going on? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That was helpful. But yeah, so like it, it's I hope we're going to see some sort some like actual story stuff with this set because the set looks cool as hell. Um, yeah,
1: it is. So far. It is really nice that they have restarted coming out mm-hmm. with the actual magic story on the magic website and all that, which I'm a huge <laughs> fan of. You know, like that, you can go and read what's actually happening if you yeah. happen to have any free time in your existence, which apparently I don't have anymore.
0: Yeah, no, that that kind of evaporated with <laughs> with this whole pandemic thing that happened, and then mm-hmm. all the other joy being crushed out of my life. <laughs>
1: Man, people talk about just having so much free time with the pandemic, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, you I have know free, that's a... you have free time.
0: That's what everyone else is like. Oh man, I'm laid off and I can't do anything. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I have been working harder than I ever have and this is awful. I wish I was laid off. This mm-hmm. <laughs> was like half a joke, but because, you know, I should, I'm, I'm very thankful that I still am employed and able to do that and everything.
1: But Oh, yeah. Like, it's I, like, I,
0: and I, I'm exaggerating. Honestly, things haven't been that bad for me, but it has been very busy for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, even me, like, I got yep. furloughed for like three months mm-hmm. and I still, Still didn't get caught up on all of the stuff that I'm behind on, so I'm just like, man, mm-hmm. it's when I can't get caught up on my leisure, I think there's a problem.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh. But all right. So, uh, Kaldheim, though, that's the first first section of it. We'll see if we can finish this in two podcasts. This might be three, man.
1: I think this is going to be a three, for because, and, if, we're,
0: and we're not just trying to milk this because we're lazy.
1: No, like we <laughs> we are lazy. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. Where even though I said the same thing a hundred times about for cards, I think the things I said said were very, very relevant. Like there's mm-hmm. like we took an hour to talk about mechanics and two colors. Yep. So don't be, it, su- don't be surprised. Deep, oh. Yeah, don't be surprised if the next episode is the last three colors. And then the one after that is when we finally hit, like, the yeah. player cards. Like,
0: I mean, by then, at least we'll have some... Um, uh, we might even have some experience playing with the set, too. Yeah, That uh, right. should be cool. Cause, and I actually, seriously, am looking forward to playing this set. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I gotta actually get my kits and stuff, too, because I'm gonna do that in some capacity, but... All right. Cool. All right. Well, we can wrap this one up, then. So, um... If you want to shoot us some feedback, send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetaPC. Check out thelocalmeta.com for links to the Discord, which is always a good time. Uh, and We're always hanging out there, so come say hi. Play games with us. Um, And then also, you can find a link to the Patreon, and send us a buck if you want, and all that. So, uh, on that, yeah, John, anything else before we sign off?
1: I think the snow is... Slowing down. That's good. Someone's cast thaw. <laughs> thermal curse.
0: No, I uh, I think it is. It's probably really bad.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Now I'm really curious what, what that card is, but okay. fine. Uh... Nope, it's not.
1: <laughs> it's not. I know there, I know there is a snow hate card. That's something along those lines, in it's wording, So all
0: I can think of is thermal curse, but. That's just destroying snowlands, so alright. We will catch you next time. See you.